They don't seem to go hand in hand. Anytime anybody asks you to repent, it feels like good news, right? But that's what Jesus was talking about. And it's interesting because Jesus doesn't use this language for very long. I mean, it's, the message is there, but really is the message of John the Baptist. And I think it's here because John the Baptist preached a, a baptism of repentance. But Jesus comes to say, the good news is near repent. Now, when Jesus asks us to repent, what comes to mind? You did something bad. And how are you supposed to feel about it? Bad. You're supposed to feel bad about it, right? Is that what Jesus is talking about? Is that what God wants of us? Penitentiary? To repent. The Greek word is metanoia. It is to turn around and face a new direction. It is literally to turn your life around, to face a new direction, walk in new ways. How many of you have come to a point in your life where you've decided, this walk I'm walking right now isn't working. I need to turn around and go some other way. Anybody? You know what you did? You repented of the path you were on. Did you feel bad about it? Maybe. But the point is, who cares? Now, some of you out there have good Catholic upbringing, and you need to feel really guilty. <laughs> it's in your DNA. It's in your blood. If you need to feel guilty, that's fine. We are not going to deprive you of all the guilt that you need to feel. But if you weren't raised in that situation, and you don't want to feel the guilt, that's fine too. The point is, I think guilt in general, in general, is debilitating. It keeps you from moving forward. One of the things that I try not to do in sermons is to make you feel lousy, because if you feel lousy, you're not likely to do anything good. You feel empowered to do something good by talking about the possibilities of turning in a new direction and walking in a new way. That's what repentance is. All right. Now I want to go to Jonah, because Jonah, and it's, it's actually a fish, it's not a whale, but Jonah and the whale, everyone knows the story. Not everybody knows the story. But the story of Jonah and the whale is, it's my story, Okay. I love this story because Jonah is told to go west by land. He goes east by sea. Okay? That's what Jonah does. God says, go to Nineveh and proclaim this message. And how many of you know what Nineveh is or what Nineveh stands for? This is much harder. This is a very unfair question. Okay? Nineveh is the capital of Assyria. And that says, oh, now I get it. Thanks for clearing that up. Who were the Assyrians? All right, we're going to back up. Okay, we're going to do a little history. Now that I've got your, like, what the heck is he talking about? I'm going to try to tell you. Israel has 12 tribes. After Solomon, Solomon has two sons. And what do two sons do? Say, oh, older son, the whole kingdom is yours, right? Because that's what sons do. 
I said, no, dad, give me some and give my brother some. So there was a northern kingdom with ten tribes. And there's a southern kingdom with two tribes. And Assyria came in and wiped out the northern kingdom of Israel. If you've heard of the ten lost tribes, has that phrase ever come by? The ten lost tribes came about because Assyria came in and wiped out the north. Gone. Nineveh is the capital of the army that took ten of your tribes, and it's now gone. Imagine if the Soviet Union had come in and taken over everything west of the Mississippi. And it's no longer the United States. And then you're told, go to Moscow and proclaim to the people of Moscow, 40 days time, you're going to glow. God is going to nuke you till you glow. Have a nice day. Now, first of all, Jonah doesn't want to deliver the message, so he runs away. God's not happy with this, causes a storm. Jonah understands. He jumps overboard. He gets swallowed by a big fish or whale, whatever. He gets spit out on the shore. He's got to smell really bad. You can't spend three days in the belly of a fish and look your best. It doesn't happen. So he crawls out of the water on the beach looking and smelling like a fish, and he goes into a city that has just kicked your country's tuchus and says, the God of our people who you creamed is going to wipe you out. Now, what's your response to that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the June Bud moment. Woo, woo, thanks for the humor. You know, you didn't, we didn't have to pay for that. That was free. Some idiot who smells like a fish shows up on your shore and says, 40 days, and you're going to get it. This wasn't most times God talks to us. is says, if you don't do this, then this will happen. Right? It's a conditional clause. If you do this, then I will bless you. If you don't do this, it's not going to be so good. This is not one of those times. This is 40 days, and you're going to glow. Have a nice day. And the weirdest thing of all happens, according to Scripture. Everyone in the city believes this fish-smelling prophet, who's from a country that you've just wiped out, and they say, oh, we better amend our lives. And they proclaim a fast, they put on sackcloth and ashes, and they repent. And God says, didn't see that coming. You know, I need to look farther ahead. And God relents. Scripture says God repents, repents of the evil that God was going to do on this city. So how does Noah feel? I mean, no, Jonah. Get your character straight here, Pastor. How does Jonah feel about this? Is Jonah happy that this people has now been spared? Jonah's ticked. This is your enemy. I mean, the only good thing about this whole trip is you get to watch them glow, right? And that's sometimes how we feel. I mean, 
when we, when we look at the people who are going to get creamed and we think, oh, it's too bad they're going to get creamed, but can I get good seats? Because I really want to watch it happen. You know, I want to be there when it happens. And the message of the story is repent and believe in the good news because it has come near. Jesus is always very interesting when he says this. The kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God has come near, you know, or the kingdom of God is at hand, but it's all that sense of it's, it's here, but you've got to grab it. You've got to take hold of it. What's the problem with the death penalty? What happens after you're dead? Very little chance of repentance after you're dead, at least while you're here. Right? Sometimes mistakes are made and innocent people get killed, and that's a problem, really. But the Christian message and the Jewish message is it's never too late. If Nineveh can get in sackcloth and ashes, if Nineveh, who destroyed ten of the tribes of Israel, ten of the tribes of the ten, you know, promised folks, if they can do that, maybe someone else can too. Maybe. Maybe. How many of you feel in your life that it's too late? Oh, I like that. You, you, that was good. Susan's shaking her head looking at me like, what are you talking about? So many people, we watched a movie the other night, Must Love Dogs. Great movie. But the, the heroine of the movie, Must Love Dogs, her husband left her, and she feels like she had her chance, and she didn't make the most of it, so she... She really shouldn't have another shot. A lot of people feel that way. A lot of people feel like they've got their chance and they messed it up and oh well. Now they're going to live with the consequences forever. Is that the God we worship? Is that the living God that calls us to life each and every day? This is not a rhetorical question. Thank you. You know, if you respond occasionally, then I know you're still awake. Otherwise, I feel the need to keep preaching to wake you up. The more you respond, the quicker I shut up, okay? Just to let you know how it works. No. I hope it's not the God that we worship. The God we worship always gives us second chances. Paul was the one that was responsible for stoning Stephen, and I'm not talking with marijuana talking with rocks. Paul was probably the biggest persecutor of the Christian faith of anybody. And without Paul, we wouldn't have two-thirds of the New Testament. Because with God, it is never too late. Never too late. Don't give up on your family. Don't give up on your friends. Don't give up on your God. Don't give up on anything. Doesn't mean you have to put all of your time in a project that isn't going anywhere. But don't write it off. With God, all things are possible. And that is really, really good news. Amen.